Welcome to season three of the Student Leadership Podcast. We believe you were created to make a difference. So we want to equip you to lead your generation in whatever setting you find yourself in. So whether it's your high school, middle school, college campus, or anywhere in between, we want to help you point others to Jesus. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Overtime episode. And we have got something special for you today because it's not the usual suspects. We got a little someone special here with us. Caleb Leak joining the podcast. Welcome. Hey, guys. Two Caleb's. On the count of three, I need all of us that is not Caleb Leak to say one thing we love about Caleb. Here we go. At the same time. Thanksgiving birthday. At the same time. Ready? Three. Two, one, energetic. Great. Those are all the things that we love about Caleb. Caleb, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself since it's your first time on the podcast? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Uh, I am about to be 25 years old old man uh, yeah i'm like halfway to 30 which is crazy uh, i've been married for a year no <laughs> no you're halfway to 50 buddy yeah uh, okay i mean if you count from 20 to 30 whatever we're not gonna stick on this little point here. this is why we're here to talk about this specific I'm 25 years old which uh, is I mean, 30 divided by two is 25 great. and <laughs> But I've been uh, I've been married for uh, a little over a year now to Which my beautiful wife. Ha- halfway to the ten year anniversary. <laughs> halfway to the anniversary. <laughs> oh, my math is amazing. Um, clearly, uh, and then I've also been a youth pastor, uh, the youth pastor at Dallas Park Church, now for just a little over two years, which has been awesome and killing but, it, killing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Caleb's going to be joining us for the next couple weeks, just helping us out on the overtime episode. Dude, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Glad well, to be here. One thing is, we do have two Caleb's now. Uh-oh. So here we go. Big We're gonna. Problem. I'd like a test sentence so people can kind of distinguish the voices. So I want you to say, "Freshly cut flowers flowing down a brumbly brook." <laughs> That's the sentence. Okay. Okay. And if so, first is going to be Caleb Holt. I'd like for you to just you know, so we can get the <clears throat> voice here. Yeah, he's not going to get it. Okay. Really deep. Really deep. Fresh. Freshly cut flowers flowing down a brumbly brook. Yes, wonderful. So that's Caleb is it Holt. brumbly or brumbling? I don't even know Whatever what that feels word means. More natural. So, yeah. Definitely yeah. not a word, but we'll still send it anyways. Here's my turn. Freshly cut flowers falling down a br- <laughs> brumbling brook. <laughs> wonderful. All right. It's falling down, not falling oh, down. Like, have you seen the clip of that NFL referee that forgot uh, what yeah, the call yeah, was yeah, in yeah. the middle of? He's like, for making a move that is <laughs> unlike football. Yeah. I was just like that guy. That's amazing. Okay, Caleb, just so people, so we've got your voice nailed down. We know you're a youth pastor. We know you're married 45 years. Um, so <laughs> Close to it. Halfway, actually. Halfway, halfway. Okay, so I have an icebreaker for you real quick, and then we'll jump into Peter Reeves' awesome podcast. Dude, what was a movie? Or a TV show that inspired you as a young lad. I'm talking eight, nine, ten. What was something Ooh. that you were like, I want to be like this, or I would like just it was the energy you needed, you craved. Oh man. You That's can learn a, a lot about someone from this. Question. Uh, I think I think like a movie that a character had an mm. impact on me like nothing else was the original Iron Man. Oh, where I was like Robert okay. Downey Jr. might be the coolest. And like I think I remember discovering the word charismatic as like a middle schooler. Um, At that point, like he's so charismatic. It's like I want to be like that. That's all. You are very charismatic uh, too. Well, you, not like Robert Downey Jr., but we none of us are. Yeah. No. Amen. You know what my great. movie was? No. Spirit. 
The horse movie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, mine was Mighty Ducks. We got a horse boy. Yes. Yeah, horse, I had duck horse boy. boy over quack, here. quack, quack. Colin, why don't you just say Oh, anyway. Rocky Three. Oh. Ooh. Okay, good. He wants to be like the Russian guy. Mm. That's four. Oh. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I changed mine to Rambo. Okay. Oh, no, not this. All right, anyway, so <laughs> now you got our three the Clubber we'll, Lane. We'll post our uh, movie recommendations in the show notes afterward. But yes. hey, uh, we're here to discuss Peter Reeves' first message that he gave us. If you haven't listened to that, go back. Make sure you listen to that because that's basically the the content we're going to be discussing. His main idea was this. Don't see things or people as they are. See them as they should be. Okay. Kind of like God-sized dreams, right? So let's start here. I'd love to know a time that someone here jump in, a time that you were wrong in your perception about something. We're talking about seeing people as they should be, but I think sometimes we think, oh, this is this way and it will never be any other way. And we're wrong. What's a time that maybe you looked at something and you were had a wrong take? Yeah, I can actually jump in here. So uh, I went to Texas for school for a few years. Uh, one of my best friends, his name is Jonathan Hurst. I love this guy, one of my best friends. The first week I met him, mm-hmm. I was like, this guy is the biggest jerk and thinks he's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I hate this there. guy. Like, yeah. I was actually like, I'm not going to be friends with him. Um, and for like four months, I felt that way where I was like, uh-uh, wow. no, this guy ain't it. Um, but ended up after months of just like getting to know him a little better. Being one of my legit best friends wow. for life, so different than me as a person, so different from what I would you know normally consider the people I'd go for as friends, but legitimately one of the the dudes I love the most. So now you're, like you're he's in, a beast. Your initial read was not it. Oh, a terrible read at the beginning. Okay, I I remember there was a student. Um, I won't say their name because it's kind of mean, but I just I just didn't necessarily think they seemed to have a little bit of an attitude, and I our personalities clashed, and so I didn't really give them a ton of leadership potential, and I I didn't I didn't really write them off as someone that I thought could probably take the reins of anything. Well, I left that environment that I was in and started leading elsewhere, and that student popped off. I remember coming back and being like, "What? You're leading this? You're?" And it just took the right leader to see something that I didn't in them and kind of promote them and it was a little bit humbling i was like oh i'm like a bad person like that was a little embarrassing anyone else yeah yeah, yeah. i had a uh so when i was like first starting off in ministry um i had this mom that would come up to me probably every single weekend not the mom and it was always i at the time i was uh receiving it like okay what are you going to complain about next sure and it was always like it was always very valid questions, but every single time, like there was just this part of me that would like tighten up, and I was like, "It's her, like her." Like I was just so frustrated. And then we got to this point where like we needed some other people to help, and I was like, "Okay, like she seems like she's always like seeing stuff. Why don't I ask her if she can like help out?" She was one of the most faithful and like best oh, people no, on our team awesome. period because she was realizing like, "Hey, like you're not doing this right, and if I can just kind of help out, like we can actually fix this." Hmm. And so she was actually just able to recognize all the stuff that I was not doing well in, and it was helping a lot, but I was just really aggravated about it. Okay. The reason I asked this is a great example. The reason I asked this question is I think if we're going to start and break down what Peter's talking about, seeing things in people as they are, not seeing them as they are, uh, see them as they should be. We have to start with this idea that we are not always right, that that we're not like, no, I see them as they are and I'm correct, that we we sometimes miss it. And if you're like, I don't miss, okay, <laughs> you do, and your takes are not always right, what is it about us as people that you think 
we we are so confident in our first reads. What is it about us that 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 seems to happen? I think all of us are a little bit prideful, regardless of whether you want to admit that or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's not like the the in your face, like, oh, I'm better than you. Yeah. And like you're not calling people out and trying to belittle them, whatever. But there's part of the part of just life is you only ever see things from your perspective and who you are as a person, mm-hmm. you know, all of your strengths. You don't necessarily see your weaknesses, but you definitely see other people's weaknesses. You think right off yes. the bat. And so you kind of go into something and you're like, okay, well this person's different from me in this way, this way, this way. And they should be more like me yeah. because obviously everything I do is right, <laughs> you know, and it takes humility and it takes challenging yourself to, to break out of that mindset. Ooh, that's so humiliating, but it's so true. Yeah. Or, or we tend to just like see things only through the lens of our own personal experience. So it's like, I've mm-hmm. experienced this, this way yeah. I've experienced this type of person or this type of situation this way. Therefore Blake and statement, this is always this kind of way, which is also to get another form of pride of saying uh, things are only the way that I've like the way if I based on my experiences it's always going to go this way and it's always going to be this way and that's kind of where you start to see like stereotypes of things happen yeah and, and oh I'm, I'm just kind of labeling this as this way because this is what my prior experience has uh, told me which again just limits us and gives us also a small mind but this is something I think we all tend to do is just think through that small yeah lens. yeah it was a really uh, it was a really big moment for me whenever I started to understand the idea that people can change because it's so easy whenever you have this whole like first idea of somebody and then you hear about them later like Jordan what you were talking about with that student like I've got like a number of people that I'm like really they're doing well now Hmm. Uh oh. Okay. Like I didn't like them a lot. Like there's like a part of me that I have to like just understand the concept. Like, oh, they're a different person now. As much as I can look back at myself at times and be like, I'm a different person now. Like I don't know if I don't know if you guys have even been on the the opposite end of like what we're saying, where you're oh, the one yeah. where you're like, no, 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 guys, I promise, I'm different now. Like I've changed. I've realized this crap about myself now, and I'm trying to make a difference. And people are almost keeping you down. You're like. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like this. Something I've heard from someone is that we, we often judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge other people by their actions. So like when we do something, we're like, I didn't mean to, I didn't intend to, it was an accident. We know our own intentions and we judge, you know, we have a little bit of mercy for ourselves, mm-hmm. but then it, it's, it's almost like we don't have that same energy for other people. No, you said this and that was rude. You are this. And we never take the time to kind of look into their intentions mm-hmm. Have you have you experienced that before? No, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that is all breathing. Yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. You go there. Okay, I I legitimately I think okay. So like this past weekend, I had like a big event, and I have like these moments where like the stress starts like coming in like really heavy, and I've got like certain people that just based on their habits, you can almost anticipate some of the things that they'll do. And you might even have some people in your own life that you're like, oh yeah, I have an idea of how they would respond in this type of situation. My mind will play out some of the situations. And before somebody even does something, I've preemptively already gotten mad at them for what they might do. Oh, been there. So whenever I'm like walking into like an event that I'm doing, I'm genuinely, there's like a list of people that I'm like, I literally will not be surprised whenever you bail out on me. And whenever you do, I'm going to try my best not to get angry about it. So it's very hard not trying to do that. But 
what I have to do in advance is like already forgive those people and already give them like some of that grace that I want to extend towards myself of, Mm. I don't have full context of everything that's going on in their life. And what I have to do is like process through that stuff proactively because what I've noticed is there's a lot of times that we get angry and we can start having misconceptions about people that are not even based off of the real situations that you're in with them. Yeah, facts. Like you get angry because you're talking about them like with your friend or some other person like behind their back and you're just like over exaggerating some of the details that then you start getting even more mad and more angry. And then whenever you're in that situation, they can just say hi and you're like, I don't like the way they said that to me like, yeah. Yeah. versus being able to actually give them the grace of. Let's wait and see what happens. And I'm going to look for the best things in you. Yeah. I think a lot of times we are a lot more patient with ourselves than we are with other people. Yeah, of course. Right. And this is ex- just what Peter was talking about. You know, we see people as they are right now. Right. And we don't look at things through a long-term perspective. So don't, we don't see where they could be in a couple years or even a couple months. Right. And because maybe we're leading them right now, or we need something from them or we need to rely on them. We're, we're kind of like, Oh, I don't know if I can trust this person. So I'm going to, maybe distance myself from them because of where they are, but we're not calling out the best in them. We're not encouraging them. We're not building them up all things we should be doing as leaders. And then just as followers of Christ in general. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be this guy. Like I I'm petty dude. Like I'm, I, I I don't wake up every day. Like I'm going to believe in the best of ever. Sometimes I'm like, (laughs) you're annoying and I'm not sitting by you and you're, you know, and, and I know that that's not godly, but sometimes we have to remind ourselves like we can be petty. And I I think for a lot of us, it starts maybe with the decision today. I'm going to choose to see the best in someone like i'm actually like i'm not just like i don't like you i'm gonna try it's a choice though like what you just said it's it's choosing to do that it doesn't i don't think this naturally happens for anybody um especially because like when we're talking about choosing to see what god sees and what we don't see like we are blinded to that most times Mm -hmm. because of our human nature so it's it's a choice okay here's a question so let's let's say we're starting to not just in people we've been talking a lot about people but even just like what my school could be a Bible club, uh, what my campus could be. We're starting up a brand new ministry, whatever it is. I think there are probably healthy limits. So let's, let's put some guardrails on this because I have seen students with a ton of ambition and it's beautiful, but it needs coerced and corrected. Um, I am just going to absolutely cook one of my best friends in the world, formerly a co-host on this podcast, our boy Gilbert Ackerman. Um, at one point, Gilbert felt very inspired to lead his school to Jesus the way he thought he was going to do that. He was seeing things not as they are, but as they could be. He was like, he announced, I am going to fast for 40 days straight. Only water. Colin, this sounds like some you energy. Oh, just yeah. intensity. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, all or nothing. Um, yes. He was like, I'm, I'm going to wear, man. I couldn't do that. I'm going to wear a shirt every day and it's going to be numbered one through 40. So people know. Oh Jesus. My gosh. And it, I mean, he was wow. literally like, he was like 14. I love the energy. I love the energy, but it yeah. took a youth pastor to be like, love that. <laughs> let's channel it let's channel it okay so what are what are some some good ways to know you are dreaming god-sized dreams and not your own or what are some good limits that you might say to a student who's trying to dream with god about at, how things can be oh man i would say so i think i think to answer the the, the second question first mm-hmm. um 
kind of like you were just saying with with Gilbert. It's like he needed a mentor in his life to be like, yeah, okay, let's take this dream you have and and make it realistic for what you're going right now, and also see it as as progression. Because to jump like straight to cold turkey, where it's like I'm going, I'm wearing shirts that say "Once Report." Like what? That's insane. Um, but but an awesome heart and an awesome message. Yes. Like you know, so I think it's having somebody who can help guide you. Come on, who's spiritually more mature than you are. That's a, a mentor or a coach or a pastor who can help mold and shape that vision that you have with God as well. And so don't do it alone is kind of what I'm getting at. You need those people who are farther along who can see things that you can't see. That's amazing. Yeah. I think uh, you kind of answered some of the question within the question of you can't actually do this without God. And there's a Mm. lot of times where we have dreams that are not God inspired, that we have desires that aren't God's actual desires. And it's not like those things are necessarily wrong. But you might look at it from the beginning and say, like, I want my entire school to be filled with evangelists and we're all going to be doing this. God's desire for you might be to reach that one person in your math class. Mm -hmm. That might be the dream that God has for you. And okay. that, that doesn't mean that it's not a God-sized dream. You don't know what that's going to bring out. But whenever we try to do stuff apart from God, that's whenever we start getting into like some issues. Because whenever I've tried to do some of these things that I'm like, I've really like, because I've, I've, Jordan, you like call it out me because it's true. I've had I like love a, your intensity. Uh, yeah, but, but yes. But my intensity sometimes hasn't always been with God. Yeah. And sometimes that intensity is my own pride. Okay, let me let me ask this, and this can go to you first, Colin, or someone else. How do you know if your dream is a God-sized dream or if it's for yourself? Because what's weird is there is a little bit of crossover. There's a little bit of main character energy in some of my dreams where I'm like, yeah. you know, where it's like, I want to reach the school, but also I... I don't want some other bozo to do it. Like, come on, man. I want to reach my school. And so sometimes I get in this weird thing. Is this wrong of me? How, what are some good, wise practices to know it's a God-sized dream, don't worry, or or maybe my own pride, as you were mentioning, is kind of in there. And I know this is a complicated thing, but it, it, this, is, this is something a student, whether they're in college or middle school or anywhere in between, I think it's healthy to discuss. What are some parameters there? I think the... First thing that you have to do is you have to start taking action with it. And I know like I, I'm, I'm going to say this lightly of kind of like what Caleb said of it's a progression. Okay. You have to take steps like it, I think just in anything like we're talking about like a dream, a God sized vision. I'm thinking about like it, we're, we're trying to like accomplish like running like a marathon in some extent. You do not start off with your fastest speed. Mm. Like you're going to I continually like go at a pace that you can run the entire thing at. So start taking some steps and what you're going to be able to see is this is either something that God is going to confirm and God is going to confirm that through other people, or this is going to be something where I'm realizing like, I'm either doing something wrong here, I've heard wrong, or I need to reevaluate some things. Yeah, even just a little course correction. That's good. I don't think you immediately have to just throw it out the window and be like, not a dream, this, like reevaluate. Not a dream. Yeah, pray over it again. Good. I love that. Caleb. Yeah, Yeah, I think like distinguishing between what's God's voice and what his message is and what he's trying to tell you to do and what's your just own, what your, your dream and what your vision is. I think you have to check your heart and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this because 
of these re- like am i doing it because i want to look a certain way or because i saw other cool people do this and so i want to be cool like them. that one um that one i know that's hit home for me for yeah, me sure 100 percent. and uh, so you have to check your heart like why am i doing this is this giving me affirmation that i don't have in other areas of my life is this making me feel a certain way that makes me feel good that i'm not getting in this other areas or are you doing this because you feel like You've heard the voice of God. You've heard God say, this is what you need to do. Or you've had other leaders pray over you and say, I feel like God's trying to, like, I think it's just checking where this is coming from and why. You're bringing up some memories I had. I I remember in 2020, I actually recorded a a couple of like mini podcasts and videos. And I was like, I feel like I want to reach people online. And I actually did not feel released to post those. Um, there are like a few podcasts sitting in like my iTunes that I just never, ever posted. And I think one day God will release me to maybe do something like that. But I do remember feeling like, no, this is a little bit clout chasing. You're definitely do this, doing this for you right now. And I was like, ah, dang it. Cause I liked them. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. But, but I also, I also just didn't feel released. So that's great. I've kind of forgot about that. Uh, another piece of advice I would say is, Maybe just find a scripture. If it's in the Bible, you can run after it. If it's just on TikTok or social media or you saw your favorite pastor do it, maybe. Check check it twice. Yeah. Yeah, Make make sure. Yes, for sure. Any other thoughts? Okay. Um, I have have another question then. So what happens if you're a student, you hear Peter, you're hyped up, you get a prayer wall, you're writing it down, and it doesn't happen? Is there a point where we abandon that and kind of go through the process Colin described? Like, let's let's retool, let's reevaluate. Do we white knuckle the living crap out of it and we're like, it will, my youth group will get saved? You know, how how do you know when you're on the verge of insanity? Because it's weird, dude. Like Moses probably looked insane, but he was like, right. But I look insane. Am I going to end up being right? What's the balance there when we have something we believe and we haven't seen it happen yet? So I'll start. I, I feel like I have gone through this a couple times recently in the last couple of years mm-hmm. where I felt like God placed a vision and a dream in my heart. Right. And I felt like he had given me a specific timeline for when those things were going to happen. And well, that, that was a year and a half ago. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's discouraging. Right. And so I, I still believe that one day those things are going to come to fruition in my life, but it might not be in the way that I expect it or the way that I would like it to happen. Right. Um, I mean, I don't have all the answers. I guess I'm just like, it's in God's timing. I'm still believing for these things. It's still in my heart. Um, but I, I think one thing I did have to do is I am not going to try and make it happen myself by, by, by starting specific conversations where I have an agenda Mm. or manipulating or say it's a job position that you want. And, and just, you're just, you're not talking bad about someone else, but you're just kind of like, um, yeah, yeah, I think maybe that person could do it. I'm not sure if they really have that gift. I mean, I I could, I mean, I, I'm so busy, but I, I I could definitely do it for you. Oh gosh. Right. Stuff like that. That is just that's just so sneaky and that's not the heart of God at all. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I definitely have had to check myself in the past because I've gone into conversations and I've said something like that. And I'm like, Oh man, that was, that wasn't it. 
Yeah. You know? Dude, um, I want to say, yeah. I, I think often it's easy to talk to things when you're on the other side. Now I have the dream job or I am running the youth group or I am a student leader, but it's hard when you're in the in-between and at you, I am really inspired by you just being like, here's where I am. And the vision hasn't changed, but I'm trusting God on the path. Mad respect, dude. Colin, you were going to say something? Yeah, I had a mentor share with me um, just specifically on this. He was like, there's two things you need to keep in mind of when God says something to you, don't add to it and don't put a timeline on it because it's very challenging whenever Ooh. we get something from God to like, and I remember this being like 16 and being like, I'm going to plan a church in New York City. And in my mind, I was like, I know when this is going to happen and this is going to be like the biggest takeover. Like, and it was in my mind, I was adding things to it and I was adding time to it. Hmm. But here's kind of the, the hopeful thing on this. The beginning of the Old Testament and New Testament both starts off with a similar story of people that were wanting something to happen and they were wanting a kid and they were waiting for years and years and years based on a promise that God was going to give them a child. Mm -hmm. And God gave them that thing. And sometimes, most of the time when God gives us a word, it's because we're not going to get there on our own and it's to give us a focus and something to keep moving towards. Mm. That's good. Caleb? Yeah. And I think, man, like just because you're not seeing something right away visibly, it's like we serve a God who's working at all times in the background. We don't yes, see amen. or feel it or sense it. So it's like, don't just give up because you haven't seen anything. Yeah. In fact, it's more faith when you're like, I don't see anything, but I still believe in the dream and vision that I've received from God. And so I'm going to stand and keep pushing forward and in, in, in what God has called me to do, Dude. even if I can't see it. Yeah. I mean, really, Peter Reeves' message is why this podcast even exists, because we want you to dream. We want you to believe. So students, um, we, as we kind of wrap up here, we just want to say we love hearing your dreams and we want to agree with you guys in prayer. So if... if whether it be from Peter's uh, message or our discussion here, if you felt like I want to believe again for my friends, for my family, for my school, and you want to shoot us a DM, we would love to even just print that out and pray over that. So please hit us up at Lead the Generation. Students, we believe you are called to reach your schools, reach your family, reach the world for Jesus. Do it with passion for Christ and love for others. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.